and welcome to Lit Liturgy. This is Becca Midiki Conlon. I'm the pastor at St. Paul's Lutheran Church on the south side of Easton, Pennsylvania. And this is Lydia Poslet, the pastor of Family of God Lutheran Church in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, about an hour north of Philly. And we are Lit Liturgy, the worship podcast with a twist. Lit, of course, having multiple meanings. The first one being amazing, awesome, happening, popping, rad, tubular, fill in your most awesomest adjectives here. Tubular? Tubular? New stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and also... Lit means super drunk. And while we will not be getting super drunk, we are still drinking while we are recording this. Yep. Uh, today we are drinking uh, Southern Tier Brewing Company, eight days a week, blonde ale. Um... Which is definitely a Blondale. Yeah, so, it's, it's good. It's, uh, should I say it's tasty? It's tasty. <laughs> it's tasty. <laughs> uh, so, a uh, little bit more. We will actually swear at some point during this podcast, yeah. most likely. We've yeah. already been swearing a little bit today. So. Likely. Just a little bit? Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. As always, thank you to Brian O'Dean for our theme music. It's also it's always very lovely. So this is a special recording because we actually recorded this this episode last week, and then my computer <laughs> decided to crash before Yay. I had a time to edit it and post it. So now we're gonna re-record all about apparently now our favorite topic because we're doing the episode twice, but Yay. not really. And we are talking about today vocation, not vacation. No. Not a That's a weird vocation. word. It is a weird word. <laughs> so what is vocation? What is vocation? That's a really good question, and that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> vocation. Um, there's that great... When I think of vocation, the first thing that pops into my head is that Beekner, Frederick Beekner quote, your vocation is where your greatest joy meets the world's greatest need. So we're going to unpack that a little bit. Yes, and I... Really, I actually end up preaching a lot on vocation because about uh, having our baptismal calling, and there's in the Lutheran liturgy there is a part uh, that says after these promises that, that when a child is baptized that parents make these promises so that their kid may learn to trust God, proclaim Christ through word and deed, care for others in the world God made, and work for justice and peace. And to me, if you do those things, first off, you if your kid does those things, you've done a good job raising your child. But also, if you do those things, that's when you are fulfilling your vocation. And the point, of, of course, is vocation is not, it's not just churchy things. It's no. not just leader, being a minister in the church, or just volunteering or whatever at the church. Your yes. vocation is way beyond. Yes. So, uh, my first job after seminary is I worked at Knights of Columbus, which is um, very appropriate that a liberal Lutheran female seminary graduates who work at a conservative Catholic male-only organization. Uh, as you do. Yeah, as one does. And so <laughs> I worked in the supply department where I had to go and like get the information that then went out to the local organizations and clubs and insurance agents because apparently that's they, they aren't just guys in the basement with a fish fry. They also have to sell insurance. <laughs> I didn't know that before working there. And they had these bookmarks that had one had a nun on it, one had a a monk on it, and they said he, she, slash, <clears throat> he, slash, she, she followed his, slash, her vocation. Do you have one? And every time I would grab these bookmarks, I would yell at them, everyone has a vocation! And all my coworkers thought I was weird, but, you know, I am anyway, so I wasn't <laughs> like, that offended. That. We just may not say it to me. Yes. <laughs> so I really believe that everyone has a vocation. Not everyone is called to church life to be a pastor, whatever, um, uh, but... 
you can follow your vocation. I mean, we often talk about doctors and teachers following their vocation, especially because you have to love what you do to do either one of those. But you are also following your vocation if you, I mean, we all have had that person who is the fabulous waiter and they love their job and it is, and it makes your dining experience so much better because you can tell how much they care about their job. Um, That's somebody following their vocation. Exactly. And you can have multiple vocations at the same time. Yes. Two. Um, Parenthood is definitely one. Not called to that vocation personally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. So we're talking about vocation right now because there's a lot of things in the late summer, early fall that... Ties tend- well. Yes. Yeah. They kind of are all these little things that when you put them all together, they actually have the common theme of, vo- uh, theme of vocation. Because you have the beginning of the programmatic year, people are going back to school college students, you know, younger students, teachers, um, things kind of kickstart in the fall. All that jazz. Oh, yeah. Yes. So we're going to be talking a little bit about, like, Sunday school kickoff, whatever you want to call it. You call it rally day, welcome back Sunday, kickoff Sunday, homecoming Sunday. Most of our churches have some kind of stripe of that kind of gathering. Yes. Um, so something you can do for that Sunday school kickoff, let's just call it that to... Sure simplify things uh make it an all ages event like make sure that people who are not involved in sunday school because you know they have great grandkids that are in sunday school are that they're still invited and they're still part of that day it's not just for little kids or elementary age kids it's for everyone Mm -hmm. yeah and so you can either um make it a regular uh make it a regular sunday or have some sort of big event you could have some sort of cookout do some sort of tailgating potluck Um, that kind of thing. If you did Flat Jesus over the summer, like my congregation did, they loved it. Um, Display all of the pictures that they took in some way at your kind of Sunday school kickoff Sunday, and then you could either have like a guess who or guess where um, kind of fun sort of like quiz at the end. Yeah. It's a good like wrap up to that. Yeah, and it can be something where everybody submits their answers and the person who has the most correct wins a prize, or you just have the little flap at the back that says underneath it what family submitted it or where it was taken at or whatever the case is. Yeah, we're doing a little thing for, like, the farthest someone took flat Jesus as, like, a little award. That's fun. Yeah, uh, most of the time on kickoff Sunday you have a time where you will get to install, for lack of a better term, the uh, Sunday school teachers and um, so if you do that make sure that you include those volunteers who are both leading kids but also those who are leading adults Um, I hate the term install there but maybe commission yeah commission I think is a better word I think we decided that last time we recorded this last week install is like I'm a light bulb I'm or like software yeah Um, you can also depending on especially if you have year-round Sunday school you can have time of a moving up ceremony so uh, the church that I grew up in, we had year-round Sunday school, and so on the Sunday after Labor Day, um, we would have kind of a moving-up ceremony where actually all of the kids in Sunday school would start, I think, with the preschoolers, and then we would, and there was like some song or prayer, and then we would leave the preschoolers there, and we move on to the kindergarten classroom and leave the kindergartners there, and then first grade on uh, on up. And then eventually it was the junior high kids, or the the ones who were had finished eighth grade, were then welcomed into the senior high uh, Sunday school classroom. That's a nice visual. Yes. That's and, really cool. And, and also, it was almost like you've been in, uh, it was a good also reminder that you've been not just where you last were, but all these other places. If you've 
grew up in the congregation, at yeah. least. That's cool. Make Whatever you do, make this day a big deal. Do something that you wouldn't normally do. Um, if you have people who are interested in puppeteering, um, for example, if you have lots of vacate, uh, VBS, those leftover VBS puppets, yes. especially if you use Cokesbury, like, make a skit with them. That could be fun. Do a magic show. Do something. Um, I know it was after VBS, but one time um, my, one of my former churches had, like, a lizard... A, wasn't a lizard person it was a person with lizards who came and like uh you got to hold a really big python i'm still picturing nightcrawler from <laughs> x-men anyway uh you can have band or special music so that the teachers uh you can either teach that to the kids that morning or if it's something that you sung over the summer at vbs that you can have the kids sing during worship just so that also come to worship and not just Sunday school that day. That's you know. a good tie-in, too. Yes. Back from BBS as well. Um, speaking of moving from Sunday school classrooms around, uh, have a blessing of your Sunday school room, sort of like modeled after kind of a regular house blessing. Go from room to room and bless all of your different kinds of educational spaces, including your adult education. And if it's a house blessing that one of us lead, we'll have alcohol with that. Yeah, with champagne toast are great. <laughs> in, in every, every room. room. Every room after the prayer. Amen. <laughs> uh, you can also have a time of family blessings during worship, so where family units can come up for a time of prayer. Uh, I did this in yeah. my internship church around Christmas time, which was nice. But think about Christmas. Like, everyone comes to the Christmas service, and um, all I can say, if you are doing it at, like, a Christmas service where a lot of people are going to be there, wear knee pads because, ouch, we knelt. And it was a really powerful experience, but I had really red-burned knees after that. Yeah, but if you do it at kickoff Sunday, you probably will have plenty of people, but not as many as Christmas. And also... It's a good start time that you can bless. You can invite couples that are recent empty nesters to come forward and have a prayer of blessing for their kid who just went off to college and also for them as they get to know each other again as not just parents anymore. Right. It's this whole For a lot of people, this is a, t- a good time of transition. Yes. Um, and it's good to like mark, mark that occasion. Um, they do say you're more likely to keep resolutions that you make at the, at the beginning of the school year than you do in January. Because it is such a time of transition I for people. I believe that because it, it really does feel like September when the school year starts feels more like, like the first day of school feels more like the beginning of the year than like some random cold day in January. Random? Well, it's not random, <laughs> but like, you know, it's it's cold and it's at least in this hemisphere and snowing and like January 1st kind of just feels the same yeah. as, yeah. Anyway. But also with it being a new school year and some new program year, have signups for people to volunteer and not just for Christian Ed, but for other ministries of the church. Like have a sign up sheet so people who want to be lectors or readers can, or communion assistants that they can sign up for it. You and try, like try it out. Yeah, just have, so you can get some new people because it's a new year. Maybe somebody who was super busy last year has no longer involved in something now this school year so that they have more time that they can be on the stewardship committee or whatever the case is. And it can, like, you can reimagine some of the ministries that you are already existing and people may not have gotten involved in. Like, mm-hmm. hey, come and do soup and sandwich ministry or whatever. So yep. it's a good time to highlight all of those ministries. Yep. So another thing that happens that's a little bit vocational related is um, a blessing of the backpacks. Um, and 
I liked your idea. Yes. So we I've expanded this before of ministry tools. So you invite adults to bring something that represents their vocation. So it can be a their briefcase or their lunch bag that they bring with them to work every day or their ID badge from their work or, or name tag. Or maybe it's like a hammer or a stethoscope. Or if there's someone who their vocation isn't paid work but they work for Meals on Wheels, it's their car keys. Or it's a canned good because they organize the food pantry. Or it's a diaper bag because they're a parent of young children. That's a huge vocation. Right. And also a huge bag. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And you can do this in addition to kind of the normal, the quote unquote normal thing of doing kids' backpacks, meaning the kids bring in their own backpacks um, on the Sunday before, after, or sometime around in the fall. The start of the school year. Yeah. My church, I think we're doing it like kind of mid-September, even though school is already in session, because that's when I know I'm going to have the kids actually there. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter when you do it. Um, Hand something out that they can put on their backpacks so that they can carry yeah you can find very easily through amazon oriental trading company whatever cross keychains those that look like the fish the christian fish ones that say jesus on it bible verses yeah um illustrate children's ministry which we'll talk about later has some great ones that you can either print out in color and laminate or you can have the kids color them yeah so and then put in some laminated sleeves so yeah so that's fun another um thing that comes up in the fall for Lutherans is God's Work Our Hands Day, which is like, which is September 9th. Or Officially. Kind of, kind of whatever, or just kind of whenever you're doing it. For example, my church is really fairly involved in um, Feed My Starving Children, a local meal packing event. So we're going to do that in October. And ours is, is August 26th. Oh, awesome. So, so yeah, there you go. Uh, but what it is, it's, it's a day of service that the ELCA encourages congregations to have. And they really don't care when you do it, as yeah. long, but they really want you to do it. Yeah. Um, and it can be and it can be anything where you don't have worship that day and instead you have your congregation come together and do service projects. It can be in place of the sermon that you stuff uh, personal care kits together mm-hmm. um, or during worship you do it or right after worship you go and you do these things. So we're going to be doing some care kits for um a local homeless shelter, I believe, and then afterwards, if the weather is good, the next day is the first day of school. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go down to the school that's two blocks away and chalk all the sidewalks and have welcome back signs to the kids because there's a fair number of walkers, but also just all around say, encouraging kids on having a great school year. Mm-hmm. So. And the point is to connect, obviously, our vocations, our Christian vocations in serving the world. Yes. That's kind of the whole point. And, and by the time this podcast comes out, it might be a little late to start planning a big thing depending on what well on September 9th but yeah but but like we said you can plan something for any time in the fall and it doesn't have to be huge either or any time throughout the year um yeah some things to think about though is to have either a few different projects that have a variety of tasks so that people of different ages can participate uh, and people of different abilities or to have one larger thing but it has a lot of different components to it so like meal packing uh, if you do one of those things, there's a person who has to put labels on the bags, yeah. which is a very sedentary, somebody who doesn't need to move around. And then you also need people who can lift 25-pound bags of meal. Right. So. Exactly. So, all yeah, it's good to have something that people of all abil- any and all abilities yeah. can participate in. And if you aren't sure what to do, reach out to some of the local agencies around you that you already have relationships work uh, with. Find out what their actual needs are. Um, something that I've seen people do is they trace their hands um, and have people write on them the ways that they do God's work in this world. Um, 
especially maybe something that you as you know, different ways that they personally do it. So different ways that they volunteer in the world, different ways that they uh, help out others in their neighborhood, in their community and beyond. Uh, and then you can post all those hands up on your altar or the wall or the stage or wherever in your congregation and uh, have those on be on display. Yeah, my congregation is doing something very similar kind of on our rally day kickoff Sunday. and then And then you don't have to just do it that Sunday. You can have uh, your congregation members do it over the course of the next few weeks yep. so that in case they missed out or you know didn't get done so that you can ha- kind of add to the the growing pile of example of where God's work our hands yes it's <laughs> used so a huge uh, thing that ties into labor day uh, into vocation is labor is day. day and this is not a United States is wonderful holiday it's not a, pa- a barbecue no holiday. and it's not a patriotic USA rah 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 holiday <laughs> either I know <laughs> and it's uh, labor day celebrates people who labor and it gives them some time to rest that's why we have the extra day off um, not just a barbecue and be like no hot dogs so you talk about how people need some time of rest from their vocation. Uh, you can do that day, maybe have a guided meditation and of rest during that sermon where it's, I mean, look something up, but it can be one of those like close your eyes and picture that you're at your happy place and like have this restful, peaceful time and have people find rest. You I was have a little bit of a Sabbath from your sermon. Yes. Writing a sermon. Um, you can have people draw or write about where they find rest, how they find rest in the midst of things. You could also dem- do a little demonstration and you could like set up hammocks, lawn chairs, bead bags, put them in the sanctuary, do a worship in the park, do something kind of chill. And I kind of want to preach from a hammock that day. That would be awesome. Like how would you anchor it? Um, I don't know how I'd anchor mine because mine is one that ties to a tree, but they have the hammocks that are have frames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe that, I'll borrow be, my neighbors. That'd be a nice visual. Um, you can also have a time to volu- uh, thank volunteers, uh, especially if you have that like big ministry in your congregation that is organized by a few small people, um, to make sure that you give them some time of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So. so some Labor Day idea yeah. type things. But the theme of vocation can be is something that can be carried through all year round, not just around Labor Day or around... Um, kind of the fall kickoff school year type of thing um you can as you go through the entire year you can uh notice what is happening kind of in the calendar year and then pray for the people who are being affected by it for example one example would be people who are working in retail around black friday accountants and other people who do taxes around uh, april 15th um should we just go through the list? Let's go through the, All right. the list. As so well. teachers and students, yeah, going back to school, but also at the end of the school year. And make sure that you include all te- uh, students, like adults going back to school. It's often a That's bigger kind of input yeah. of their vocation than, a, you know, a fifth grader. All right. So dates. Teacher Here appreciation is May 7th. Nurses appreciation week is May 6th. Administrative professionals week is April 21st through the 27th. Bosses day, October 16th. Employee appreciation day is March 1st. <laughs> Doctors appreciation day, March 30th. Farmers day, October 12th. That was a good one to know. Uh, servers, waiters, waitresses day, May 21st. I found Give most- an extra tip that day. Yes, uh, but just in, around the time to, like we said, include some prayers. If you have a smaller congregation, write a note to the people that have that as their occupation. You can find a lot more of the list at 
giftypedia, G-I-F-T-Y-P-E-D-I-A dot com slash occupation underscore holidays, um, or just Google occupational holidays. And that list that I just sent you for, it, it's so inclusive that it includes when Sword Swallowers Day is and, yeah, ra- and, is and rat catchers. So if you have any <laughs> sword swallowers and rat catchers in your congregation, you can celebrate them on their day. Yes, and please do, because those I, well, especially rat catching is a pretty important job. Yeah, and if you have somebody in your a congregation that has an occupation that you can't find the date of, just make it up. Make it up! Just decide that on, you know, April 8th, we are going to celebrate... TSA. Security Check Security Agent Day. Check Agent Day. Appreciation Day. Or um, uh, horse ta- caretakers for the police. <laughs> for the police horse. <laughs> anyway. You name it, make, make up a day. Yeah, and you don't need to do a whole lot. Like, again, just include a prayer, send a note, maybe send an invitation to them that, hey, we're going to be thinking about you on this su- upcoming Sunday because it's near your occupation day. Yeah. Um, and if it's a big, if it's a big time of year, like, for example, like around tax day for accountants and whatnot, or like Black Friday for people in retail, maybe like a small little gift basket? The only thing I would caution against that is then you would want to do it for everyone, so. That is true. Um, so, you know, use, use with discretion. Yep. And... Again, people might complain because they aren't included, so just make up a day. Yeah, because make up a day. we're yeah. going to celebrate whatever day. But a way to include as many people as possible is um, near their particular day, have them give a little temple talk or speak on kind of what how they feel that their vocation is tied into their work. Yes. So that would be very inclusive. All right. Should we move on to scripture shots? Yes. Well, I don't. We didn't have any BYOBs, even though we had an extended <laughs> period of time. That's all right. All right, go for it, Lydia. All right. Um, September second, which is Labor Day weekend, uh, the Gospels Mark seven, eating with unclean hands. Um, Jesus explaining the washing of the hands bit is it's a good thing to do, but the law should not get in the way of um, us following God. So a way you could visualize this is. Um, <laughs> washing your hands in Purell. Becca just like I autocorrected spelling. I knew what it was. <laughs> Purell? What is this Purell? <laughs> Use some hand sanitizer to kind of demonstrate and then um if you do the kind of the hand washing and then put your hands under the black light. Ooh, look how well do we actually wash our hands. Oh gross. There's still germs on there. That's kind of a fun thing to do. You could physically wash your hands during the sermon to demonstrate this. Um you could talk about how studies have shown that those who uh, suck their thumbs and bite their nails as kids, aka put their you know kid germy dirty hands in their mouths, unclean ge- hands, unclean hands, you know, generally have are less likely to have allergies as adults. So a little dirt don't hurt. No, as they say. Um, something that you uh, if you're brave, if you're really brave is. You could list the sins that are listed in 21 to 22. I don't have the list in front of me right now. But we would recommend um, starting backwards because I think it starts with... more. It starts with more heavy-handed more, and then it goes more mild. No, it, yeah, so it starts heavy. Yeah, so it starts heavy-handed. It's like murderers, sexual predators. Right. 
Oh, people who've gossiped. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, yeah. So start, like, lot, you know, like, oh, yeah, I've gossiped a little bit. I've, eh, you know, been dishonest. Oh, yeah. And but so, have people raise their hand and admit that they've done these things. And Yeah, and then kind of the list keeps going. But, again, only if you're brief. The thematic reading is Deuteronomy 4. Um, did I say thematic? Yeah. yeah I did. Old okay. Testament. Yeah. Old Testament thematic reading. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait, what did I just say? Um, which means, or which says don't add or take away anything from Scripture point that why it needs to be said is because we all do this so have a fun little quiz about what is or what sayings are or are not in the bible there are a lot that come out around christmas time especially about like what is or is not in the christmas readings or you could talk about sayings that people tend to say a lot like give them horrible theology right like (laughs) god doesn't give you more than you can handle where is that in the bible Eh, it's not (laughs) the footprints poem what book of what um, sign is that? Chronicles is that, and it's not in there. Um, or on the on the flip side, you could have a Bible that has been edited, with sections blacked out, or things added and pasted in, or talk about what you would like added or deleted to the Bible. One example is the Thomas Jefferson Bible, which um, he was notorious for just taking out whole sections and just saying, "Nope, don't want this in." Taking 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 this part out. Um, so, yay, our founding fathers, woohoo. And talk to ask people what they would like to delete about the Bible or what they would like, maybe like to add to the Bible and talk about that. The semi-continuous reading is from Song of Solomon, chapter 2. It is a, you, it talks about what you would think about things happening in Song of Songs. You could have a montage, imagine a montage of lovers running through a field into each other's arms Imagining da 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 da, the music swelling. <laughs> what movies do you watch? I don't know. Not those movies, obviously. <laughs> Picture a romantic comedy where, like, the male lead, because it's always like a male lead and a female lead, and they get together and the music is swelling, and uh, you could imagine how people greet each other at the airport. Imagining big family reunions happening at the airport. Lots of joyousness, balloons, flowers, big signs, welcome back. That would be a fun visual. I'm going to stop talking about that. Well, and you can even do that on Sunday morning. Like, great people as they come to worship. Do it. Like, that you are picking them up from the baggage claim. Music. (laughs) All right. September 9th is uh, the gospel reading is Mark 7, which is the interaction between Jesus and the Seraph Nation woman. And a deaf man is healed. Um, have dogs in worship. Have a blessing of the animals. Allow them to clean up the cu- crumbs after communion. Um, you can also have, do a healing service tied into the deaf mute man. Um, My cat wants some attention. Yes, speaking of, <laughs> as I mentioned, dogs. So right. now uh, you can set up um, like a portico thing. I can't think of what those things are called. Over the altar so it looks like a table. And so that communion is the crumbs that we get off of this table, and you can make this giant display. So in paint cardboard to look like the dishes that are set up on the table, so that communion is our crumbs that we receive. Because really, that's kind of is theologically, it's actually pretty well it fits. Thematic Old Testament Isaiah thirty-five. Um, it uses uh, there's a bunch of different places listed that you can use to help with the altarscape and by places it talks about waters in the deserts and wild streams and oases in the sand you can make a nice altarscape or a painting on a wall that represents that you can use blue fabric to create a stream that flows from the baptismal font and either out the door or up to the altar just 
be cautious a little bit of tripping hazards so that you know your old person with a walker doesn't have to walk over it to get to communion yeah uh proverbs 22 a bunch of different verses is a semi-continuous old old testament reading um it's a great day to talk uh it's all the proverbs are about basically being generous so it's a great day to kick off a stewardship campaign or a giving campaign um you can give people money some with a little and some with a lot and it can be fake money and then you can ask the people to give it away knowing that it's um that it's all that they're going to have for the week like this is all you get to spend all week how much are you willing to give up and then talk about generosity and who actually gives away a larger percentage of their income hmm. yeah september 16th is mark 8 27 to 38 jesus says who do people say that i am so you could have right people write down who jesus is to them but to give them a challenge they can't write down the words christ messiah son of god um or you could pick other words that you know people tend to lord and savior lord and savior so have people get creative like who is jesus to you besides kind of the churchy words that we tend to throw around in this reading jesus predicts his death you could have a kind of a mini or a shortened good friday service or something from holy week um if your congregation does something particular for good friday you could recreate part of it it'd be kind of different to do something like that in the fall rather than kind of during lent when people expect it um jesus says talks about people giving would take um i'm gonna say this wrong the whole world in exchange for their lives or the whole world but you know the whole world is mentioned <laughs> Yeah. Would you give up the whole world Would in exchange you, yeah, for your that, life? I'm is really butchering it. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving anyway, on. Moving on. So give people globes to kind of visualize the whole world and talk about where where would people love to travel to? What would be like kind of your ultimate destination? And what would you be willing to do for it? Or what would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> Maybe not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Becca's like, you've really gone off the rails now. Yep, yep. Love you, Lydia. You okay, keep running, moving on. People running across the field. This, uh, this scripture shot is really lost. It's train of thought. So, the Medical Testament is... Medical Testament is Isaiah 50. Um, and if you haven't already done it, use this day to honor teachers and talk about what your congregation can, quote-unquote, stand up together about and use this as a kickoff for a new ministry that you're doing or that you're planning on starting, or you can kind of like restart one that you're already doing. Um, you could have people sign a pledge to commit or recommit to that ministry, um, either financially or with uh, their time or their talents. Um, you could ask people to commit X number of times a month to participate in a particular ministry. Like coming to Sunday school or worship. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The semi-continuous Old Testament reading is from Proverbs 1, which is uh, woman wisdom, yay. Uh, you could lift up images of wisdom and, and also the Holy Spirit being female. And you could talk about what are some wise women that are in scripture, but also what are some wise women um, from our times now? Who who would be on your list and who would you lift up from, from the Bible and also from modern day as uh, wise women? You could give out slips of paper with old wives' tales and talk talk about what where this kind of wisdom came from because most of like the quote unquote old wives' tales are kind of rooted in some sort of 
wisdom Truth. passed down from women. Right, exactly. Go figure. Hence the name, yeah. Old Wise Tale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, September 23rd, uh, Old uh, Gospel is Mark 9, Whoever Welcomes a Child Welcomes Me. Um, it's a great day if you, to introduce a playground or invite younger families to specifically sit in, towards the front where kids can see or just have kids come forward and be in the front of worship the entire time. Maybe have one or two adults who's willing to sit up there just to calm things down a little bit, but have them up. <laughs> um, have the kids lead worship as much as possible. I mean, obviously they aren't going to do uh, the communion illustration. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they could be communion assistants, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Ask kids what they have questions about in worship and what they uh, what things are, why they we do the things that we do. You maybe ask this in advance if you need some advanced prep to think. But you know, the week or two prior, ask kids their questions, and then you can take time to answer these questions because that is part of welcoming is explaining what things are. Thematic Old Testament is Jeremiah eleven. Um, <laughs> it's a one. weird. It's three, first off, it's verses eighteen through twenty, so it's three verses. I really don't know. It talks about the slaughter of the lamb and cutting down trees. So slaughter a lamb and cut down a tree, like well, it's also kind of a taunt, like neener neener neener. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, sort of, yeah. I'm rubber your glue, but yeah. Anyway, I don't have much for that one. Um, Proverbs thirty one as semi-continuous and it talks about the competent wife so you maybe have people write down qualities of their ideal spouse and compare how long their list is versus the proverbs because it's 21 verses so there's a lot of qualities of a competent spouse that they have and so how is that ideal spouse measures up to reality and also another translation that i've heard i think rachel held evans has done talked about this since something she wrote uh woman of valor so if you didn't do woman wisdom stuff the other week talk about the women of valor or even do both and compare them yeah like because wisdom doesn't mean value valor yeah who are your women of valor does do the list overlap yeah so keep that theme going september 30th uh, mark 9 if a hand causes you to sin cut it off salt losing its saltiness um well uh, great time for some light dismemberment haha <laughs> just kidding don't do that <laughs> um hand out some glasses of water to everyone and then drink them. Ah, look, that's so refreshing. Um, this is. But part of this, the reading is also about giving people a glass of water. Yeah, give it, yeah this is um, a good thing to do for people. Um, so salt, you could do ex- talk about salt and how much our bodies need the salt. Need salt like electrolytes. Bleh, I can't speak. Um, Extra salted potato chips for communion. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I have a lot of grape juice or wine on hand, I guess. Um, or some, yeah. Anyway, do some science experiments about salt. Um, make some paint using salt. Uh, you can make Play-Doh with salt. You can talk about the properties of salt versus sugar. Your computer is beeping. Yeah, I'm good. good. Okay, your computer was making alarming noises. Um, moving on to the thematic Old Testament. Numbers, lots of bits. <laughs> Lots of bits. (laughs) Chapter 11. Lots of bits. Um, The spirit come. it's the the story of the spirit coming upon the 70 elders while the people of God are wandering around in the desert. So lift up some of the leaders in your congregation, um, especially not the pastor, because the pastor isn't supposed to do all the work. It's supposed to, the work of the people is of the people. So lift up council members, Sunday school teachers, volunteers, people who participate in lots of all the different ministries. The and staff that members that are, you know, the support staff. Yes. 
there's so many people that share this yoke of ministry and if you want to do a fun demonstration have some yarn and like connect you know this this person's ministry connects with that ministry and like throw some a yarn ball around and then look we have a web of yarn and look at all how about how all of our vocations connect to one another and together we are doing God's work so if you trace your hands for God's work or hands Sunday, keep them up to show and to share and to refer to them as all the ways that everyone is participating in this in this work and not just the pastor and or the staff. And if you didn't do it then, do it now. Do it now, now yeah. So the semi-continuous is Esther, and I think we get Esther so few times over the course of the lectionary that also this is kind of just random bits from Esther. So um, you should just tell the whole story. Um, it's the story of Purim. Yay, I said it right! <laughs> it's very exciting. Do some research into the holiday and how it's celebrated. Um, from what little I know, it's kind of fun, and I think it involves costumes. It does. Uh, and that's and food, yes. which is always fun. Um, and you can talk to your local rabbi and see if they can join you for worship and maybe even preach about this story. That can be really fun. Mm -hmm. um, talk about, focus on um, verse 9, 20 through 22, turning status into joy and celebrating that the good works of the congregation. But also, you know, lifting up some of the sadnesses in the past year as well. So kind of a both-and thing. So Esther's awesome, so do that one. Um, so our chaser for this week, uh, time is Illustrate Children's Ministry that we referenced earlier. You can find them at www.illustratedchildrensministry.com uh, because it's, uh, it's, it's uh, possessive. They have all sorts of resources available for churches, for families uh, that are kind of adult coloring book looking, but yeah. they're meant for kids as well. Um, they have a place that you can get uh, backpack tags uh, that it's great for blessings, backpack blessings, as yeah. we talked about earlier. So for five bucks, you can download both the color and the black and white and then laminate them yourself. So it's very affordable. Yes. And they almost everything is a download, not have to, having to be mailed to you, that you can print off either on color or print off the black and white so that you can color it in. They have children's bulletins. They have um, other information that we actually use as kind of a... Um, a reference for our Sunday school so that they have a take-home page basically because our Sunday school goes with the lectionary reading um, just some great activities uh, coloring pages a lot of, like I said coloring pages. They're, like they're every, great. I feel like every Lent and every Easter they have cool like thematic things always coming out with new stuff so and they've only been around a few years anyway yeah, like so three or something like that something not long so they're awesome yeah illustrated so, children's ministries dot Calm. Yeah, calm. Not, <laughs> not work. I had a, do you like the nice drawn out as I was checking that? <laughs> anyway. So, uh, this has been Lit Liturgy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, both L-I-T-L-I-T-U-R-G-Y. Um, you can also find, uh, email us at litliturgy at gmail.com, and you can email us there with... BYOBs for our next upcoming podcast. Woo! What is brewing? So our next podcast, we're going to we're going to start a series on different sections of worship itself. So we're going to start from the beginning, as you do. Um, the, this is, I guess, the church service ordo. If you're really into really churchy words, yes. so we're starting with the gathering part of the ordo, meaning kind of. The confession or thanksgiving for baptism, call to worship, call to worship, or 
plus opening him plus like prayer invocation plus prayer kind of like whatever how do you get there yeah like how do we start the service kind of before the word part that'll be another one so the next one will be kind of the, the the gathering portion so if you've done some things during the ordo of gathering that you really appreciate Give us a shout, either Facebook, Twitter, yeah, please tell email. Us. We want, we want to know. And as always, thank you very much to Brian Odine for the lovely theme music. And in the meantime, this is Becca, and this is Lydia, and we're reminding you always drink and plan worship responsibly.